Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Chat Autism, powered by Generation Rescue, and today we're discussing sensory issues and the benefits of deep pressure therapy. Today's guest has taught children with special needs, including many kids on the autism spectrum, for several years. Understanding firsthand the calming effects of pressure, she put her creative talent as a problem solver to use and collaborated with occupational therapists and numerous children with autism to develop the award-winning Snugfest. She invented the concept while studying industrial design and knew she needed to turn the concept into a reality. She is also the host of an online show called Inside the Spectrum, interviews with autism thought leaders, and has also spoken about her work in numerous international TV news broadcasts and autism conferences. Please welcome the founder and president of Snugfest, Lisa Fraser. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Zach. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. We're so excited to have you. I know you guys were a big hit when you uh, had a booth at the Autism Education Summit, and everybody has been loving the Snugvest giveaway that's going on right now on the Generation Rescue Facebook page, so I know our community is really excited. Yeah, we're really excited as well. So before we get into uh, deep pressure therapy, I want to real quickly talk about um, like sensory issues and why kids develop them and how we can maybe, you know, clean up the environment to help them out with that. So why why do why do these children develop sensory issues? Well, um Zach, just like, you know, you, no one can really say exactly why children um develop autism. I can't really say why children initially develop sensory issues. Um but a child There's something going um, on with their system that's maybe you know, resulting in the, the, the issues with sensory regulation? Well, I can say that um, a child might be really oversensitive, which is known as hypersensitive, or they could be really undersensitive, which is known as hyposensitive, to a variety of different senses. Um, and it's really important to understand that our development is actually impacted by our sensory systems. And many, many children on the autism spectrum have a hard time processing their senses. So a child with a sensory issue means that they're having difficulty regulating their arousal levels or their sensory systems to adapt to the environmental demand. So, for example, there's a really, really loud noise, and a child might be hypersensitive, overly sensitive to that noise, and their bodies are not able to regulate that um, input. And so they become really overwhelmed, and what can happen is that can lead to what's called sensory overload or sensory shutdown, which results um, in a lot of, you know, sometimes unwanted behaviors. And that those are all things that um, can be helped by modifying the environment. What happens in the case of sensory shutdown? So or basically what's the difference the sens- between the two? So the sensory system um, just cannot handle the amount of input that's that's coming in and um, it can result in many different outcomes depending on the child. So some children might have a meltdown at that point, and that's um, due to um, something that was a sensory occurrence that happened that set the child off. Okay. So now are these issues with sensory regulation, is this something that ch- that um, a child can one day overcome, or is this something that they're just going to have to struggle with throughout their entire life? Um, well, I believe Are there things that, every that maybe child, can help them right now? Yeah, I, I 
for sure. And um, I believe that every child and their caretaker can actually learn different strategies to cope with the sensory, the different sensory issues that that child has. So, um, in my opinion, can a child completely overcome this? I really, I, I personally believe that anything's possible and that miracles happen. And I have known that children can actually desensitize from certain sensory um, issues with repeated exposure. So I'll use the example of the loud noise again. So a child can go out into their environment and wear noise-canceling headphones, especially in situations where there's a lot of loud noise. But you can also repeatedly expose your child to more and more noise, um, starting at kind of a lower, a lower sound decibel and slowly over time increasing that so that the child then becomes more comfortable around lower, lower noises. So you can desensitize them in certain senses, for sure. Very cool. So now, how might a parent be able to adapt their child's, like, home environment to be more sensory-friendly? Or maybe even their um, bedrooms, well, like just their, their regular surroundings? Yeah, so um, parents, of course, know their kid the best and what their child might be oversensitive or undersensitive to. So I would recommend having a calming sensory room or a sensory area in the house, whether that's the bedroom or not, and incorporating um, some different um, sensory tools inside that area. So um, sometimes children um, calm down a lot from weighted blankets, for example. Um, having a place that's quiet and not too bright and overwhelming visually to relax them and, um, you know, having swings or hammocks, things that can um, help with um, movement and um, balance and stuff like that as well. So um, I think it's important to have, like, a little calming area for your child within somewhere in your home. And are there ways that maybe parents, when, you know, leaving the home and going out, you know, if parents need to go to the market for something or maybe they need to go to, um, you know, a function, a family function, is there, are there any tips that you have for parents that can maybe help with the sensory regulation outside the household? Um, it just really depends on the child and what their um, right. sensory issue is. So, um, you know, a lot of children, let's say they go to uh, shopping in Walmart and that really sets them off. Um, I know some kids um, would wear a snug vest or a weighted vest or something like that to help them calm down and give them some proprioceptive input onto their body to help them regulate their sensory system. Um, also, sometimes the fluorescent lights, it all depends on the child, but sometimes, you know, let's say the fluorescent lights are something that is... Um, <clears throat> painful to the child's eyes, so they could therefore wear a hat, um, you know, like a baseball cap or um, maybe slightly tinted glasses or something like that. So I think you just first have to understand what is the, what, are, what are the different things that your child is sensitive to and then adapt to what that might be, what those are. Okay, so then let's talk about deep pressure therapy because that's that's where um, the snug vest comes in, into play. So what is deep pressure therapy mm -hmm. and how, how can it help relieve some of um, those sensory issues? So deep pressure is the application of pressure to the body, which has an extremely calming and relaxing effect. Um, so it can be in the form of, let's say, a firm hug or a swaddle. So kind of the same concept when you swallow swaddle a baby after they're born, uh, which actually helps them, a baby calm down. 
in many many cases, and deep pressure has been used for centuries. Um, but you know, more used widely right now amongst the autism community, and in particularly um, occupational therapists would be the type of therapist that would know the best about this um, type of therapy. And deep pressure therapy is actually a type of sensory integration therapy. And what it does is it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And it actually is scientifically, clinically proven to reduce levels of cortisol and adrenaline, which are indicators of stress. So it helps regulate the system um, and makes the person feel calm. So it's really good to, it, it doesn't, I'll say this, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily effective for every single child that has a sensory processing disorder and or for every child that has autism. Um, but for some, it's, it is extremely effective to help them calm down and, and ha- keep their bodies regulated so that they can complete their daily tasks efficiently. And they're also very stylish, like the snug vest. I mean, there are different options now so that you don't have to, um, you know, you can destigmatize when a child has sensory issues going out in public. Yeah, um, so I developed the snug vest because I basically I was working in classrooms with many children with um, special needs, including autism, and I actually saw weighted vests being used in the classrooms, and I was familiar with that. And a lot of the kids I worked with, they craved pressure and they would seek pressure, and I knew that hugging them had calm, would calm them down, which wasn't always appropriate to do so um, in classrooms. Okay. But the... The weighted vests I felt were not um, not very user friendly. Um, they only really just put pressure down onto the shoulders. And I actually just came up with this idea one day: what if we just use air instead of weight, so that we can provide more of a squeezing, hugging sensation? And that way, the pressure can actually be adjusted. It can be evenly distributed throughout the entire torso instead of just down onto the shoulders. And most importantly, the individual wearing it can actually be in control. So they can put pressure on themselves all by themselves when they need to, and they can choose exactly how much pressure they need. So those are some of the bigger differences. But when I was developing it, um, I really didn't like the way that some of the weighted vests and other medical devices on the market look that stigmatize kids and, you know, make them look different. So design and how it looked like and the style of it was really important when I was developing it to really um, help with inclusion and and make the child look cool and not <laughs> stick out in a negative way. Right, absolutely. And and the snug vests are so great. Our, our, I know um, a lot of our grantees have been, um, or a lot of uh, the, the kiddos in our community have definitely been, um, been ordering them and wearing them and sending us their photos. I know Jenny and Evan, um, they love the snug vest as well. So it, it, it's really a great product. Is it, um, is it just for, for younger kids? Does it come in different sizes? Um, no, it's, um, actually, for all ages, we have sizes that fit a three-year-old all the way up to a large adult, and we sell just as many adult sizes and teen sizes than we do child sizes, actually, which is great. But um, it's also very adjustable, so we've developed it so that it actually adjusts six inches around the torso, three inches in the height, so a child can grow with it um, or you know, can be used on a couple of different kids if that's necessary. Okay, so now yeah. let's get to let's get to some questions that people have sent in from our community. Sure. 
So our first question comes from Sarah, and Sarah writes, my son has major sensory issues that only seem to be getting worse as he becomes a preteen. Will this be beneficial for him? If so, how? Sure. So I know this is really common where um, individuals, children with autism, they become teenagers or preteens and their anxiety levels and their sensory issues worsen during that time period um, due to hormonal reasons and, and more right, stress. Transitional um, into the teenage years. Yeah, that's always a challenge. Absolutely. And we've had a number of different individuals that um, have tried deep pressure therapy techniques or have tried snug vest um, and it's really, really helped them. Um, but I will say again, like I said earlier, um, deep pressure therapy is not necessarily an effective treatment or effective therapy for every single individual. It's definitely an, um, a case-by-case basis. I know it helps majority of um, children on the spectrum and teens on the spectrum, but not every single one of them. And that's why um, you know, trial and error is really the thing to do, um, just like introducing any new type of therapy or any new type of medication or treatment um it's kind of a try try it out see what see what sticks and what doesn't sticks you know what doesn't scrap that continue with what's working trying new things so exactly and because of because of that for us we actually with our product with snugvest we offer a 60-day money-back guarantee because we don't want um, we have about an eight percent return rate because we don't want a parent to be paying for something and they get it and it actually is not effective for the child so i would recommend to try it and it's definitely, definitely had a huge effect on some children that are in the preteen stage and they're experiencing a lot of anxiety. Um, yeah, it's definitely been very effective. There's, I can tell a story about one uh, particular um, teen named Danny who was a preteen at the time, and he really benefited from pressure, but he was really embarrassed because he was wearing a, a, a tight woman's leather jacket to school and he was made fun of. and. He wore the snug vest, and it was really great for him. It helped him with a lot of sensory issues and integrating and transitioning into new environments that would typically set him off. He was able to go into those new environments and, you know, act calm and cool as a cucumber. So that was really great. great. Yeah. So are there any signs that a parent can look for to um, to maybe start becoming mindful of or start paying attention to to see if their child might be able to benefit from deep pressure therapy? I think um, sometimes it's really easy to tell and sometimes it's not so easy to tell. So there's some kids that are sensory or are pressure seekers um, and they actually will ask to be squeezed or hugged or will squish themselves against walls or push themselves against things to get pressure or squish themselves under couches and stuff like that. Um, But for some children, it was kind of surprising because they never had done those types of behavior activities before, and then they tried, um, you know, deep pressure therapy and really benefited from it. So then again, I would say try. Um, Some some parents just know that their kids absolutely love deep pressure, and if that's the case, I would recommend trying the snug vest. But if you don't know, I would still try, um, you know, um, snug vest or another type of deep pressure um, product out there like a weighted vest or a weighted blanket or um, even just rolling um, rolling them up in a little blanket and that sometimes kids love that or teens love that but of course when they become teens it's something like that could be a little getting a little bit inappropriate or childish so um, 
that would be a great situation where a vest could come in. All right. Our next question comes from Jessica, and Jessica says, we've tried a weighted vest before with limited success. What makes this different than a regular weighted vest? What does it affect in their system that's different than a weighted blanket or a weighted vest? Right. So, um, like I was saying earlier, uh, the weight so is, is... Is, is the mm-hmm. purpose of a snug vest to provide, like, that calming, hugging effect, or is it just to provide any type of pressure? It's to simulate a hug and provide okay. pressure. So it's more of a squeezing, hugging sensation. Um, okay. Because you, when you can imagine wearing it and it's and it's inflating because it inflates, it's you know squeezing you like a hug would. And the pressure when it comes from a from a weight from a weighted vest is really a different sensation. If you can imagine, you know, when you wear those heavy weight weighted vests when you go to the dentist, it's kind of a different sensation. Um, right. on the it's, body. It's more of like a, the, it's dragging down and it's hard on the shoulders. Yeah, so it could affect the posture and stuff like that in the uh, musculoskeletal system, and that's why you want to make sure that when you're using a weighted vest, you only use it for 20 minutes at a time, um, whereas with a snug vest, you don't have to really worry about that because there's no negative impact it could have on the body because you don't have to worry about the pressure down, um, weighing down on the shoulders or anything like that. So I think one of the biggest um, differences is that sensation of the squeezing rather than the weighted down feeling. But with, really with the with the snug vest is that because it uses air, you can actually be able to control the amount of pressure and the person wearing it can be in control of that, and, which is really key and really important because then the child has the control to regulate their own sensory system. Um, so I've heard, you know, a lot of people have had success with weighted vests and a lot of people haven't. Um, so I would say again to just try, um, try different things and see what works. All right. Our next question comes from Jackie and Jackie asks, would this help with my son's tantrum? Sometimes he has very violent episodes of self-injury and I don't know how to help him. Does yeah. Help so with tantrums and anxiety. It has. Yeah. It's helped, um, it's, it's helped reduce the um, severity of tantrums as well as the frequency of them. Um, so we did a study where we actually um, tested snug vests on children with that experienced tantrums and self-injury and various other behaviors, and we saw that over time um, it definitely reduced on the majority of the children that were in the study. That being said, the children that were in this particular study, they already... Um, were kids that benefited from deep pressure, so they they enjoy the sensation of pressure. Um, So I think the first thing would be, you know, does Jackie's son like pressure even? Does he even um, tolerate it? Some children just, you know, as soon as you put the vest on them, they just want it off right away. So that would mean, you know, you don't want to force them to keep it on. And so... It definitely has helped a lot of kids with tantrums, and it has helped kids with self-injury. I can't say if it's going to help her son with those two things. I really can't because it's so different for every single individual. So I would say, again, try. And if it works, that would be absolutely amazing. And with our particular product, if it doesn't work, you can return it for a full refund. Um, And I really hope that it will help her son, and if not, she will find something that's going to help her son, but I would definitely try. 
yeah, absolutely. It's another another option to offer her. I mm-hmm. think that's great. So our next question comes from Sandra. Sandra says, "I'm a special needs teacher and have been for and and have been for about six years. Many of my students have needed to feel tight pressure to calm them down. Why is that? What is it about the tightness that helps them?" So it looks like Sandra just wants to understand um, why the tightness is so soothing for them. Yeah. So, I mean, the pressure it really helps a lot of kids with keeping their sensory systems in balance. And so a lot of times their sensory systems are out of balance and not regulated properly because they're overwhelmed by a lot of things happening in their environment and their body can't on its own regulate on its own and, and calm the person down and keep them at their optimal level of arousal state or their their golden zone to to stay functional, to stay focused, um, and to feel good. So the pressure activates the parasympathetic nervous system, um, which helps um, lower heart rate, helps a person feel calm so that they can focus and um, be attentive. And also another thing about pressure with some individuals is it can actually help a person with their balance and their coordination and knowing where their body is in space, which is really interesting. And... um, yeah, just a lot of kids that love pressure, they, they love that pressure to help them feel calm and help them feel regulated and, and um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, and mm-hmm. Kayleen asks, is the snug vest helpful for older kids? I think we kind of touched on this because they're different. Um, you guys offer different sizes, right? Absolutely, yeah. We have a lot of teens and a lot of adults that benefit from snug vests and benefit from deep pressure therapy. All right, and our last question comes from Jeff, and Jeff wants to know what other forms of deep pressure therapy are there aside from vests, and why might a vest be the best option? Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of different products out there and techniques for providing deep pressure therapy. So some some techniques you can use for providing pressure are, like I was talking about, rolling a kid up in in a carpet or in a blanket, and you always want to make sure that when you do this, you keep their, um, you actually keep their face and their arms out of it, out of the roll. Um, that's for like a safety issue, and that provides them with with pressure. And having them kind of squish themselves and put some things on top of them, like pile cushions up on top of them and stuff like that. Some kids crave pressure so much they'll. They'll go under the couch and they'll actually want an adult to lie on top of the couch to really squish them because some kids crave so much pressure and they need that amount of pressure. They like their head squeezed or they like their arms squeezed. So you can do that for them as well carefully with the flat part of your hand. Um, Some other products out there for providing pressure are one of the very famous ones is, I don't know if you've you've seen this movie, uh, Zach probably have Temple Grandin. So yeah. she uses the she developed the squeeze machine or the hug machine, which is this big bed like device that you lie inside and you you actually press a button and it puts pressure on your body. I've actually been in one of those before and it was a little bit scary, I'll say that. Um and that's you know, there's there's um the steamroller, which is this device that you actually roll yourself through, kinda of like a rolling pin. 
um, you can actually use a rolling pin um, as a more um, cost-effective alternative and roll onto the body. Um, some other things out there are that are great are pea pods, which is this really cool. I wish I had pictures to show everyone, but it's a little um, it's a little inflatable sleeping bag almost. It looks like, which is really cool. Um, there's also swings. So when a child is in a swing, they're actually getting pressure input when they're, think of it like when you're in a hammock, you're getting input onto your body and you are getting pressure. So that's another thing. And the hammocks and the swings not only provide the pressure, they also provide movement um, therapy as well. And those are some other things available. Um, Not all of them provide mobility, of course. And then there's different wearable things as well. There's um, Under Armour, which is really tight um, clothing that you wear underneath your regular clothing that's really thin and stretchy. Um, A little bit hard to get on and off, but some kids really like them and benefit from that. There's also weighted weighted vests, of course, we've spoken about. There's also neoprene vests that are just really stretchy that you can stretch onto a child's body and then, um, you know, it has Velcro attachments. So that's another product. Another thing for joint compression and pressure is um, the body socks, which is this um, basically a whole body wrap that you push. You push your hands out, and it and it kind of puts pressure up all the way into your joints, which some kids really like as well. Um, and um, why might a vest be the best option was the second kind of part of the question. I think the vest is a great option. Vests are a great options because they they provide mobility. So some of the other things I, I mentioned are stationary, so you can only have them, you know, at one place, and they're not mobile at all because lots of times they can be heavy and stuff like that. So the vest is a great option in where it can be worn anywhere at any time. So let's say the, the individual is on, the, on a public transportation on the bus, and that's when they get kind of overwhelmed and they can have that vest on and... And that's really the benefit of having that because you can wear it anywhere and use it at any time when it's needed. Absolutely. And so where where can people, if they're interested in ordering one of the snug vests, what's the best way to, to find one? Sure. You can go to our website, which is www.snugvest.com, um, and you can order it on our store through the website. You can also give us a call if you're having if you have any questions. Um, or need any help with anything. And right now you're hosting a Snug Best giveaway, is that correct? Yes, we are. Yeah, through Generation <laughs> Rescue. How can people yeah. participate in that? So, um, basically, um, you can go to the Generation Rescue Facebook page. Um, you will have to scroll down um, to find the post a particular post that has the contest details of how to enter. And uh, to enter, you have to basically write a comment about why you or some you or, or your loved one or your child, whoever that is, um, would be- benefit from deep pressure therapy. And the person who gets the most likes um, wins a snug vest. And you can get extra points by submitting a video about why um, why they benefit from deep pressure therapy. So that is on the Facebook page of Generation Rescue, but you have to scroll down a, a little bit to get to... Um, you'll see a picture of Jenny McCarthy actually wearing a snug vest, and that's the post, and you can read all about it there, and 
exactly the directions of how to enter. Awesome. And I think there's also a link there where you can enter in your email address and get a discount code, right? Yes. So it'll take you to a landing page, and you enter your name and email, and everyone who enters also gets a $40 off of SmugVest if they wish to um, order it. Wow. Well, everybody needs to head over and sign up right now to get that discount. Thank you so much, Lisa, for, for chatting with us today and for answering questions from our community. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. I think we covered a lot of a lot of great points and we answered some really good questions. So I think I think our community members are going to be happy. Great. All right. Take care, Zach. Thanks, Lisa. Oh, wait, real quickly, Bye. where can yep. people find you guys on social media? Are you guys on Facebook and Twitter? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We have um we have a Facebook account. It's just um Facebook slash Snugvest. And there's a ton of um relevant information we post, um educational content all the time about autism-related topics. Um, if you go to our website, too, we have snugvest.com. We have all the links at the top of our page to all our social media channels, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all all the good stuff. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. All right, well, everybody needs to go to snugvest.com, follow them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and don't forget to head over to facebook.com slash generationrescue to sign up for the Snugvest giveaway. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you. Bye. Bye.